Warning, this episode contains explicit content. Please proceed with caution. up and welcome to whiskey sex talk i am your host romeo and i'm your co-host maria and back in the studio with us is julie coraccio julie welcome back hey i'm thrilled to be here it's good to see you guys again i am excited uh that you're here and especially because we are going to be talking about relationship clutter so yay me too julie good to see you back (laughs) (laughs) so julie tell us what is relationship clutter well obviously that's going to be different things for different people but perhaps you have relationship clutter that you are finding that you date the same type of person again and again right you're not learning those lessons so you attract what you're missing right or what you think you need or perhaps in your relationships you always have a burst of anger instead of taking a deep breath and saying, okay, this is how let's communicate as adults. So it's really, what is it in that your life is the clutter? It's not the good stuff. What's keeping you stuck in your relationships if you are in a relationship that doesn't make you happy? And remember, it's not just romantic. It's family, friends, acquaintances, coworkers, all that good stuff. That's, I, you know, I was thinking more along the lines of that relationship clutter meant that, like, you are going through the same type of people over and over like you know we, oh it definitely we, we, includes that so what what are the what what can we learn from that though aside how do we declutter relationship clutter really like you said it's it, it's on a case-by-case basis but really how do we go about it like what, what what's the first step we need to take or what what do you recommend or where do we go from here Sure. Well, first you want to become aware. What is your relationship clutter? Like you mentioned, are you attracted? I used to be a doormat, right? I think doormat might have been too strong. I was whatever below a doormat is. But that was about me, right? So I had to figure out, well, why do I think, why am I a doormat? Oh, because I don't think I deserve someone who treats me well. Well, why is that? Because I don't have really good self-esteem. Well, why is that? Oh, because some childhood junk, right? Tends to always go back to childhood. But being like an an archaeologist, right? Okay, well, where does this come from? And you don't always have to know the source, but you have to understand what's going on. And, you know, sometimes, like, I'll tell you, I can't remember, I don't think I shared this last time, but, you know, my brother, I'm the personal growth person of the family and the one that does all the work. And one day my brother said to me, the the baby said, you know, you see yourself as a victim. And in that moment, I could hear it, right? Ooh. I do. Well, what does that mean? And instead of being like loser, you see yourself as a victim. Hmm. I'm going to take that archaeologist. Hmm, oh, so I see myself as a victim and that I'm a victim of all my relationships. Right. But I'm not. I create it. Wow. That's a very good point. That that's that's a good point. But it's also like a hard thing because, I mean, a, a lot of us are, you know, I want to say, but if you're an adult, and you're doing the therapy you're you're probably learning a lot about yourself but let's just say the average person like a lot of people don't realize don't recognize like these type of clutters that you talk about it's very very hard um to realize that you know 
to know that, let's say, for example, you said that you, 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 you're too nice and, uh, you know, you said that you're a doormat, but, um, I, I feel that it's hard to mm -hmm. go through that because let's, how, let, what happens if you're not aware of it? Let's say you're not aware. Let's say you're not really consciously aware. Well, ask you yourself, am I happy? Am I happy in these relationships? Mm. And if you're honest with yourself, you probably aren't. Or who makes me stressed out? Who am I around that's always causing me stress if you can't think if you're unhappy? And start asking yourself, oh, do I notice that I tense up when so-and-so comes in the room? Or, gee, after leaving that person, I feel kind of gross. I feel like, ooh, my energy doesn't feel good, right? Start paying attention to all of that. And then you can start and look at the layers and ask yourself, Okay. Are these relationships healthy? Yes. And I think actually the first point you made is very good and very true and it hits home, but it's also very difficult for some people yeah. to come to terms with that. You said mm -hmm. you create it. Can you please expand and elaborate on that? Because I oh, think that is a universal truth when it comes to create, you know, relationships and that being a victim in those relationships, even though you are perhaps being mistreated, it is still up to you to own up to a certain amount of, you know, you have to be held accountable. You have to hold yourself accountable, which is hard to do if you see yourself in that position. But when you say you create it, please tell us, what does that mean? So your thoughts, your actions, that's creating it. There's a wonderful book. And the first time I read it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not reading this. It's called Radical Self-Forgiveness. And it's uh, Colin, I can't think of his last name. But in this book, you're not allowed to be a victim about anything, right? Because when we get that in that victim mentality, it keeps us stuck. So if you're in, and I know I'm going to, I'm going to upset people, but I'm speaking from experience in my life. If you're in an abusive relationship, you created that. You created it because like in my case, I didn't think I would deserved a good relationship, right? So if I don't think I deserve it, I'm going to attract these relationships that aren't so great. And so the more you take responsibility, the more you own li your life, you're going to be able to create the life you want. And you make a choice to stay in that relationship. Now, I want to be really clear, and I hope that I can explain this well. I'm not victim blaming. That is is not the point of this. It's to me, right. I don't see, I see it differently. This is about you owning your choices, owning your responsibility and owning your life and not blaming yourself. Because if you blame yourself or just say, oh, Julie, you're blaming the victim. That, okay. That what you do is about you and how I respond is about me. So you getting upset with me doesn't change your life. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm always like, be gentle with yourself. So what is that one first step that you can take? But the more you get out of victim mentality, the more you can find joy and happiness and, and create what you desire. Yeah, I think it's important. I think what you said is very important because, listen, um, we we, we got to stop with the victim ment mentality. It's very addicting to begin with. Mm -hmm. um, it's very easy to oh, poor me, poor me, but it, it does nothing for our to our. It does nothing for me, at least for me. It, mm -hmm. I mean, it does nothing for anybody. If anything, it it doesn't help you grow. It doesn't mm -hmm. help you become a better person. What ends up happening when you play the victim mentality? You end up building all this you end up collecting all this clutter of insecurities and all these mm -hmm. issues and when you go on a date and you're dating that person all of this shit just hits the fan you're like oh why am i not happy it's because you didn't deal with your the issue that you needed to deal with 
and mm-hmm. it's sur- and it'll, exactly. it, it surfaces. It, it, you you see that all the time. You know, I was in a relationship, and um, uh, I was something was bothering me about the relationship, and I realized what it was. It had nothing to do with the person. It had to do with me and the fact that I mm-hmm. didn't deal with my issues before going into the relationship and it became an issue of insecurity i started to feel insecure i started to feel this way and and it, and it threw me off because i was like this is so weird i have everything that i, I mean I, I i feel i think i'm happy but i wasn't truly happy because i didn't do the work for myself mm-hmm. and that's what ends up happening we end up going into these relationships and thinking you know we end up going in, we end up in relationships for whatever reason, but if you, you got to do that work, you, you really got to do it. And I think the victim mentality, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it can be like a, a weed in your garden, you know, and we really have to pay attention to that and, and specifically really pay attention to, to all this clutter that we have. Cause we all do have all this clutter. You talked about it in the previous episodes, the previous episode, not previous, but the last episode, the last time you were here. Um, I, I really do feel that, you know, um, especially nowadays uh, with technology. And what do I mean by with technology? I mean that it's so easy to numb things or to just avoid things mm-hmm. because where you can easily get distracted and then forget about it. And then not really is that we didn't, we didn't heal. We didn't do the work for that. And because we've moved on so quickly thinking that, okay, I'm, I feel better now, you know? Uh, and that's terrible. I think it's, it's a terrible thing, but um, here's what I want to know. So let's say you do the work and you've done everything. Can you relapse? Do people relapse into these things? Like, is it possible? Oh yeah. I I think there are layers to everything. I don't think everything's really cut and dry. And like, I have done an incredible amount of work on not feeling like a victim. Do I feel like a victim still? Absolutely. Right. But then I'm like, okay, you've done the work, have your pity party, have your woe is me. And then let's get back on the saddle and be like, okay, what is it that I need to learn from this? What is it that I need to heal? What is it that I need to take away? Right? Because it's all about healing. That's really what it's about. Yeah. 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 And about growth. And yes. really being kind to ourselves. Um, I, I think uh, sometimes we, we're really hard on, our, on, on ourselves. Like, let's be honest, we're all hard on ourselves. And, and it's very mm-hmm. hard to be, it's, it's, we're not, sometimes we're not, we're really not nice to ourselves because I feel like the the whole let's go back to the victim mentality. Um, that's just you being really hard on yourself, but really not allowing yourself to be truthful to you. Um, and you're keeping yourself stuck, right? And some people are addicted to that. Like I said, people oh, are yeah. addicted to just just being there, just just. But you get something out of that. Remember that. So when yeah. you play the victim, or you makes it make you feel like a martyr. What is it? Because if we don't get something from it, we're not going to continue to do it. So that's really important. And sometimes that's a big roadblock that people can't see that. Yeah. And I think the the thing with getting something from something, the people, you know, it is even if you get something from something, that doesn't mean it's working towards towards your fulfillment or towards making you better. You might just get something that's reinforcing the same pattern over and over again. But, you know, just because you're getting that doesn't mean anything at all for the quality, you know, or the expansion of of the kind of, you know, of the quality of your life. So if you're looking to always get sympathy, Mm -hmm. I mean, it could be very unconscious. Right. Right. Exactly. exactly. Subconscious. 
it's not on the surface, but if you are feeling, you know, there's, you're always looking to get sympathy. You're always the person who's like, oh man, my life is just not working out. Everybody's is better, but mine is just a piece of shit. How is this happening to me all the time? You know, you're reinforcing that collective, oh, you know, you poor person thing, but that's where yeah. it ends. Everybody just says, oh, that poor, sad person. But then, you know, that's it. That's all you get that sympathy, but you know, that's where but you're at stuck. some point people also start to back off because they don't yeah. want, they just don't want to do like, who yeah. wants to be around that 24 well, seven. Exactly. And that's the thing. It's just like that energy is like mm -hmm. so off putting, like no one wants to be around. And then you wonder why you're single or you, or people wonder why they're like, Oh, why this It's because you're not, you're not doing the work on you, on your, on yourself. Now, Julie, let me ask you, what's like the one number you work with so many people helping them declutter. Are there such things as like main uh, relationship clutters that you see out there? People who give more than they receive. Mm. And that again, again, I'm speaking from experience here because if I feel worthy, then I'm going to readily accept. Right. And know that I'm, I deserve to receive. Uh, that is huge. I think I can't think of anyone off the top of my head who didn't have some kind of victim thing going on. I think that is huge with people. And I also think that a lot of times society not perhaps reinforces it or kind of tries to get us to play that. Uh, another huge thing is people getting people to understand you have to create your happiness. You can be in a relationship and that person enhances it, yes. but you can't depend on them to be your yeah. happiness because you put the pressure on them and then, you know, that's not good. You yeah, you said something so important. You know, I, 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 someone once told me that like being in a relationship is a compliment to your life. It compliments your life. It's not something, but people really depend on this. So there's a lot of people that are codependent. Let's just be honest. Oh. Which and and you and we and we see that all the time. You see couples like that, and it's just like how do they function? And you see that how what happens? You go into a relationship, right? And you lose yourself in the relationship. Your whole mm -hmm. life becomes the, your relationship, and you, yeah, and you, you, you don't have any more. You, you don't hang out with your friends. Everything mm -hmm. is centered on that, and that is the saddest. That not that's not the saddest thing. That is just really terrible when that does happen because you end up changing, and the person you're with is no can is no longer into you. You see that all the time when someone is so invested in the relationship more than mm -hmm. the other person. It's like whoa you lose yourself and people do that it, it's happened to me when i was younger i i i, I think i lost myself in a relationship here too but really probably one um but it's it's one of those <laughs> things that you know you're you, better off than a lot of other people yeah. on this planet that's for sure if it was only one <laughs> and uh and i, I it it doesn't bother me but what i really want to understand is like the men like the the thought process I mean, I I was young when 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 I did lose myself in that one relationship, but I it was I was very young. I didn't know anything. But I, there's people that are older, and you see that, and that's what I'm trying to understand is like, what's the thought process? Like, how can you like not hang out anymore with your friends or have a life outside of your relationship? And then but if it, they need to feel loved, if they need to feel acceptance, if they're not getting that from somewhere, you know, there's I feel there's this huge pressure to be in a relationship, right? Single people, it's like, no, you're not okay if you're not involved with someone. So I think that there are a bunch of different, there can be uh, pressure from your family. 
to be in a relationship. And if you, again, it all goes back to self-esteem and how good you feel about yourself and confidence. Absolutely. If you're insecure, you know, I'm going to be with this person 24 seven because they might cheat on me. I mean, I can tell you crazy stories that I'm like, why are you still with this person? In one instance, they uh, told a friend, go flirt with my husband. I mean, put it on really strong because I want to see how he reacts. And I'm like, are you kidding me? What? Oh, God, you have no you have no trust in that. relationship. Where, yeah, exactly. What is where is the foundation? Right. Ex- so, I mean, it, you know, it can be a variety of reasons. You know, yeah. when, when you see when, when people behave that way, what what ends up happening? It, it, it ends up like you end up just being miserable and, 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 and picking every you pick things you pick. You start nitpicking at everything and you become like this. You, you just become somebody else. Like what you just said, someone go flirt with my my husband. What is that? Like what? <laughs> Okay. okay, so let's say let's say that let's right. just entertain that. Let's say that that person did it and something does happen. Whose fault is it? It's going to be the person that why why did you send, you know, you shouldn't do that. You but they're going to say I should have suspected it. Uh uh I knew I had a feeling that something was going on. You know, I th- this is a great example because I had uh a friend that got divorced and she was convinced her husband was cheating and he wasn't. But because she brought it up all the time and was convinced that he was cheating, I was like, well, I might as well have an affair. So he did. And they ended up getting divorced. So that's how she contributed. Now, because she's done a lot of personal growth work, she was able to step back and say, here's how I contributed. And the other person who is trying to test her husband, instead of saying, you know what, I feel really insecure. Can you just reassure me when we're out at a party? Just maybe give me a hug or spend time or give me a kiss on the cheek. Let everyone know that I'm your wife, you know, and and saying that. And if you're in a healthy relationship, then you can have those conversations instead of worrying about, oh, he's going to be upset or think I'm a loser. Or And then, you know, you work on strengthening your self-esteem. And if you don't trust the person that you think they're going to do that, well, then maybe you're not with the right person. You know, or just to just put that in there. Sorry to cut you off for a minute, but maybe maybe you don't really know what it really means to respect yourself. Absolutely. And that's what it really all, that's what it all goes back down to. So maybe just look within and see, okay, what's going on with myself? You know, what's, what do I think Mm -hmm. of myself? What is self-respect for me? Because I mean, a a person who respects themselves, I believe in my humble opinion is never going to send in some kind of imposter to test their partner's reaction. Of course, yeah. Uh, because, you you know, relationships that are based on respect have open communication. You don't need to put it a third person in there to test anything out. You know what you're dealing with. You know who you are, you know, and you know what it, you know what your boundaries are. And, uh I believe that people have, you know, real issues with understanding what true self-respect is. And they really have no idea a lot of the time when it comes to that. So that's that's really where it, it all starts. All of this insecurity really stems from that. So just define what that is for yourself. And then, you know, if people are acting in ways that do not fit that for you, then there's just there's no point in even trying to interact or communicate with them further it's it's not there that person has nothing to give you it, it doesn't serve you goodbye see you later done and out with it don't waste your time it's it's really pretty simple you just have to believe in it 
and not think, oh, well, if I don't keep this person around, what's going to happen? There's no future for me. Where is the next one going to come along? All of this doubt. If you are a person who respects yourself, you will not have that much doubt about yourself and your actions. But you and know, that's what you're putting right. And if you put that doubt in the universe, well, you're yeah. putting out, that's what you're going to get back. 100%. And people think like, oh my gosh, I've got to stay in this relationship. There'll be no one else. But they're creating that clutter, that energetic clutter of preventing someone new from coming into their life. And I think the distinction that you make between creating an attraction is a really good point because I yeah. really don't. There's all of this talk about attraction, but I think it's deeper than that. You act, mm -hmm. you're really creating it. You're not really that you're not really attracting anything. You are literally creating these situations, these physical situations to pop up in your universe, in your universe. And these people reinforce to you your strengths as well as your weaknesses. So if you see somebody in your relationship or in your, you know, circle that treats you well, that's a part of you that's been worked through. And that is good and solid about yourself. If you have people in your life that disrespect you, that treat you poorly, this is just a point of attention. And, you know, the information that you need to take in to go back to yourself and see, okay, well, if this person is not treating me the way I like, what is going on with me that I am allowing it to happen? Right. And once you work through that, these people, you'll just let go of it. They will not be in your life anymore. Yeah. And you will and you will say good riddance and you will be happy instead of sad and latching on to this unneeded and unwanted attention from people who couldn't really give a shit about what you are about in the first place. And that's the yep, you change your energy, you shift it. Yes, I was just going to say that. that that's, exactly. That's the beauty about it, because, listen, we do not we live in an age now where you don't have to be around toxic people. You don't have to be around anybody that is going to add clutter whether it's energetic energetic clutter whatever it is you could just walk away whether you're the exactly. one creating it or people regardless who is making it or who's causing it people are going to walk away because no one wants to be around clutter no one wants to be in a house in a place where there's a hoarder you know no one wants that and here's the thing too is that let's just go back a little bit i just want to really just mention this because because julia said this is that uh, talking about uh, insecurities, your insecurities will manifest themselves and it will come, mm -hmm. it will come to fruition a hundred percent. We all know this, but you, we got, we got to get rid of that clutter. Like, like, you know, the, here's the other thing. I just wanted to comment. I just wanted to make a comment on that, but uh, to, to, to what you were saying, Maria, there's a lot of people out there that they're in relationships because they have to be in a relationship. Oh, I'm here because I don't want to be alone. And, and, or they'll do this. They'll be in a relationship and they'll be looking for the next best thing. Yeah. That happens a lot too. <laughs> a lot. And what ends up happening while you're looking for the next best thing, there is stuff. The other person who you're with, they're getting there. There's clutter on clutters being, you know, they're getting clutter because of what's happening. Cause you're not present. You're not here. You, there is a level of insincerity that does happen when you are doing that. I see people like that. I've been there where I was in a relationship and I was looking for the next best thing. And that is the type of world we're living in now. I feel that I genuinely do feel that people now are getting into relationships just because they want to be in a relationship, especially now. Cuffing, cuffing, 
cuffing season. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, it, it, it's coming. It's 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 here. And people are just looking to be in a relationship because the holidays are coming. And and, and it's sad when people do that. I, to me, it's the saddest thing when people are in a relationship and they're still looking for the next best thing. And I see that all the time. I see it more now than I have before. And I don't know if it's, I don't know. I mean, my question is like, are both people aware, you know, like, or is it one person? And and it's really, I don't know. It's sad. Yeah, I would say I wouldn't want to say that. I think it's social media has contributed to that, right? Oh, well, if there's someone better looking or they have more money or blah, 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 you know, you completely get caught up in that. So I think that that sometimes drive it. I wouldn't want to date today. Instant gratification is the is the biggest um, problem we have now mm-hmm. because it's it literally is where we're all living in this world, you know, where you're dating, but you're still searching and you're like you have some or let's say you do have something good and you're searching because you think there's something better out there that that is now. And it's terrible because it deprives you from really being happy um, mm-hmm. and really enjoying because we have these expectations that the next best thing is going to be the bet. It's going to be better. It's going to be better. And I'm going to be happier when in reality, like people freak out when things are like, okay. in in a relationship, people freak out when everything's like smooth and going well, like what's going on? Why, why, why is it? Why are we not fighting? Why is it? Why, why, why is it? That's an addiction to drama. Yeah. For some people, not all, but some, I mean, I, I've been like that where I was like, whoa, you know, I guess what I'm saying, when something good comes around, it sometimes surprise it surprises you, and you're kind of like, "Is this good to be true? Is this happening? Why, you know, why is it so like different than the rest of them?" And we don't know that that is actually good too to be in a relationship where there's no clutter, you know, because mm-hmm. we're so used to it with clutter as well. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about how being in a relationship where there's no clutter can affect someone who is used to clutter, you know? Absolutely. Right. Because that becomes comfort. That becomes the norm. And so when you go outside of that, it's like, whoa, is this a danger? What does this mean? This is completely new. Right. And not being able to relax and trust. Oh, you know, this is a healthy relationship. And a lot of us haven't had healthy relationships modeled to us. Bingo. We don't see examples of it regularly. And so it's understandable how it can be scary. Yeah, that I mean, I think uh, I think that's what that's what I've experienced that, and then I had to I had to like wait, what's going on? No, this is good, this is fine, I, I'm okay. Um, so Julie, what what's what what can we do? You you told us already, like how to take inventory. What we need to be taking inventories. How once we do the inventory, we do the work, and we know this is not what I want. To, I don't want to have this type of clutter. What happens if? You are, you have friends that you love, 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 but they have like that one bit of clutter that you just can't like, okay, I don't want this anymore. And you know, we have people like that. You love them to death, but you're like, I have to take them in small dosages. (laughs) Or you set a boundary. Like I have a friend, God love him. And he was negative all the time. And I said, I can't be around you if you're going to be negative all the time. Now, I'm not saying like life's always going to be rosy, but I had to have really strict boundaries. I'm not going to hear you kvetch the entire time. I can't do this. And so the relationship changed. It was luckiness that that could have meant the end of the relationship. 
we took a break. I mean, this was a friend, six months didn't talk because I'm like, I just can't deal with you right now. And it didn't mean I didn't care, but it's just like you complain all the time and you have to figure out what actions you can take instead of just, you know, bitching and moaning. What can you do? I, I yeah. have, yeah, I, I had a friend love that person to death that literally everything was about, you would, you would hang out. It was everything about them, all their drama. Oh, you won't believe what happened to me. You won't believe this. You, it was so draining. Mm-hmm. And I, I eventually ended up, I was like, wow. I was like, I, I end up realizing, I was like, why do I feel so exhausted? Like, I just, why, or why was I hesitant to hang out? I didn't realize what it was until eventually I was like, wait a minute. It's because of that. I was like, that's why I was so hesitant to like not hang out because it was just like, you won't believe what happened. Oh, this happened. Me, 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 me. Like, it was just like, is there anything positive to say? Like, is there like, are we sitting around and is this, I'm not your therapist, you know, I'm your friend, but not your therapist. And I, I ended up just cutting that person out because I was, it was Mm -hmm. too draining. It was Mm -hmm. literally, I was like, I can't like as much as I, I, but sometimes people are not aware of like their own clutter and that's the saddest part is when you're like, I can't help you, <laughs> like, but right. I can help myself. And you can make a decision. You know what? This is what I've noticed. You complain all the time. It really drains me. And for my mental health, we can't hang out. I love you. I'm happy to look for therapist recommendations for you. If there's any way I can support you, I'll back you a thousand percent to go to therapy. But maybe we take a three month break or whatever it is. But you know, you have to, it's just not going to work for me anymore. And then, you know, and you can say that in a loving, supportive way. It doesn't have to be harsh. And they will either, like my brother saying to me, oh, you see yourself as a victim all the time. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. I think he's right. Now, what do I do about that? Or they might get angry and they're out of your life. But, you know, that's their choice. They're going to either hear it or not. Right. Yeah. And And it's up to you what you make of it, I think, because, you know, you could say, oh, yeah, well, you know what, you're right. Maybe I do myself as the see myself as the victim, or you could take that very, you know, kind of like as constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. Or once again, you can get very offended by it and fall even deeper into the victim mentality <laughs> and right. say, oh, there's just another person who has offended me in any way, shape, or form. And I think that uh once again, the point being is that when honest people who know what they're doing in the industry of self-help and there aren't many very many of them in my experience to be honest because it is a huge business that will drain your pocket yeah there are many there are many therapists who will tailor to all of your insecurities and Mm -hmm. keep you in their office for Mm -hmm. 15 years at 150 Mm dollars per hour and they're getting medication you're getting you are getting absolutely nowhere but the ones who i feel really tell you that listen, you know, you are creating this, that is not supposed to be taken as something that is offensive. That is your power right there. If you can create something that is being, you know, that is being a victim, then you just as successfully can create a completely different mindset and not be the victim and, and, you know, and live a successful, happy life. It is in you. It is within you. So when somebody tells you that, that is actually like a bell that rings that is really, truly helping you and being honest with you. And if you want to cry about and say, oh, my God, that person is being mean to me and victim blaming, that's really not what's happening here. This person is just really telling you and saying you have the power to shift Mm -hmm. it. 
It's within you. So create something different just as easily and successfully as you created these relationships that that are based on victimhood. You can shift that and create Mm -hmm. relationships that are healthy and wonderful with the same exact ease. Just in you have to just shift and believe in something different and everything around you will change. And the quicker you do that, the faster your life is going to do a 180. I mean, I have known people, it has taken them about a week or two to process very Mm -hmm. difficult things. And about, you know, a month later, it was like a completely different life that they were living. They went from one thing to another, you know, in literally a couple of months. And some people, it takes years, 15 years, and they're still in that same, you know, wheel that a hamster is in. Oh, what's going on here? What's going on here? They can't quite get that the power is within them. Mm -hmm. And I think a successful coach, therapist, psychologist will have it as their mission to tell you that and get you there as soon as possible. You know, absolutely. You know, uh, when you go through that, I think Julie, we talked, Julie talked about at the beginning and what you said, Maria, one thing that you do learn when you go through the that self-help or just going, taking that inventory and really genuinely working on yourself to declutter, you end up learning, like, I'm not going to compromise. Mm-hmm. And that is what sets you free. Cause when you have what you said, Julie, when you have these boundaries, you don't longer need to compromise shit. Mm. You right. either, exactly. You, e- you either work with me or you get out of my way. And that is the goal here. I think of, decluttering right julie is really to Mm -hmm. just learn to not to build your boundaries so you do not compromise anything because a lot of people compromise so much Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so much and it's only because we've been led to believe oh no but this is the this might be the one but what it you know no you cannot comp there's certain things obviously things that are right that's things that mutually happen but a lot of people will compromise a lot for what to be miserable and to go back right. and to create this clutter and then be not happy. No, Julie, you're right. Yeah. Be out of integrity. Exactly. 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 Yeah. So, and it just goes really go. Sorry. Just one more point. It just really goes back to the power of your own true intention behind everything that you do. And you have to go back there and figure what is that intention? Is it to gain sympathy because if that's what your intention is, then that's what that's what you're going to get. But it's not going to go beyond that. Or is it to really, you know, go beyond that and live a more fulfilling life? And if you act out of respect for yourself, then your intentions are going to be in line with whatever it is that you believe about yourself to be true. And it's going to become very clear if other people are not responding to that in yep. the same way, you know, as you believe it should be happening. And then boom, they're not even supposed to be in your life. What's the point of wasting three years with a person mm-hmm. if they're not willing to, you know, take that step in your direction? Just let clear that space out, sweep it up, let it go. Mm-hmm. And it's now clean for something else to enter in there that is better. And I, this is the problem with people. They always think that there is nothing better. Or it's like, oh, well, right. if the, there's always this doubt, which is a killer. I mean, doubt kills everything, I think. Just overthink 
doubt and fear. These are your traps that are traps of the mind. This is where the work really needs to happen. Just don't be afraid of letting go of the bullshit. The sooner you do, the better and the more of a fulfilling and wonderful experience this life is going to be for you. You're not going to be scared to be alone. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be scared to lose a person in your relationship. Yep. You know, you're not going to be scared of letting go of people who do nothing for you and who drain you. It's just going to be like, hey, you know, it's been nice knowing you. You can wish them the best. Mm -hmm. And that's it. You can let them go. Maybe five, 10 years, they'll come back around if they have changed and it aligns. And if not, good riddance, honestly. Yeah. Julie, any any last last, uh, thoughts or anything? To, to a little bit of advice you want to tell our, our, our listeners on something very important you feel like we, yeah. I would say to remember that they are good enough they are worthy and they are loved no matter what you know we think sometimes we make these mistakes and we're awful people and we aren't the majority of us are really pretty amazing so when you love yourself and believe all that then you'll have the boundaries you'll have your integrity and you'll know you know what this is who I am and trust that the right relationship is going to come along right? Never give up faith. It took me a while to find my guy, but it happened. But I kept doing the work on myself and not compromising. And that's the thing and not get desperate too. That's the thing. People yes, get desperate yes, and then yes. they're, they're like, oh, that's where the compromise, you know, you compromise is when you get so desperate. But when you know yourself, you end up, you end up really like enjoying the the ride and just like, I'm going to yes. wait. It, it'll, it'll, it'll come. And you end up like this anxiety does die. Once mm-hmm. you really do the work and you're really, really invested in, in working on yourself and it goes away and then sooner or later, you, you, you know, you meet that person. Yeah, because you're not living out of lack. You're mm-hmm. not living out of you're not chasing something constantly yes. thinking it's it's not there. You're just there and happy and enjoying the moment. And today, if you are thinking you are missing something, you're going to constantly be chasing it and it's going to elude you it's like people who are constantly trying to get rich or constantly trying to amass more money or you know the person who doesn't have a boyfriend who's always looking for the next one you're going out there and you're chasing it when really you just need to you know relax and Mm -hmm. just let it be and be okay with whatever it is and then all of a sudden the right thing is there for the taking well said. Oh, Julie, listen, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. This conversation has been wonderful and enlightening, and hopefully our listeners can learn how to declutter and know that there is such a thing as relationship clutter. Now, Julie, if people want to get a hold of you, where do we get, well, how do we do that? If you just go, well, first of all, thanks for having me. I always enjoy, enjoy our conversations. If they go to reawakenyourbrilliance.com, I've got 10 free tips to declutter life right now, including one for relationship. So get you started. All right, Julie. Thank you so much. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for today. I am your host, Romeo. And I'm your co-host, Maria. Bye, everyone. Thanks for being here with us.